Hello and welcome to At First Glance, a podcast where we take a look at movies, television, video games, anime, and let you know if it's worth a second. I am your host, Jeremy McKinley, joined by... Russell Andrade. And today we are talking about Mortal Kombat, the uh, the 2021 remake. Uh, Russell, I am... Um, before I saw this movie, I had I was planning on editing in the theme song for this podcast for Mortal Kombat, as we know that theme song from the first movie is iconic. And so, yeah, I was gonna do that, and then I saw the movie, and I said, no, this movie isn't. This movie doesn't deserve that. <laughs> that, that, that. That's exactly right. This movie. <laughs> this was my this was my first letdown in a in a while, man. I'm just gonna put it out there, because <laughs> uh, I will say whoever. Um, there are pretty much two things that save this movie from not being seen uh, or enjoyed at all. And that was the trailer, which I thought was pretty awesome. And Kano, I saw this. Um, I, I, I saw I saw a post that was hilarious. Somebody said that the uh, the actor who played Kano is actually in the hospital for back surgery for, from having to carry the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> If, if that's not the truth, the white savior comes down and is the most interesting character that saved the movie. Oh, goodness. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, you know what, before we, like, get into all this vitriol and hate and tears, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's take it back. What is your, uh, what is your, your, uh, your history with, uh, with the Mortal Kombat franchise? Uh, since the very beginning, in like 93 or 4, when the first game came out, uh, playing it at home on the original Nintendo and the Super Nintendo with my brothers all the time, anytime, and, you know, hanging out with a bunch of friends, and before the internet, this is before the internet, and so they had those magazines where you can do a whole bunch of cheat codes and things like that, and the Mortal Kombat ones were always sought after from everyone. And so there was a, a bunch of people that played Street Fighter and stuff like that, but uh, Mortal Kombat, 100% my jam and my brothers, you know. It had that over-the-top gore, it had those fatalities. It was uh, mind-blowing, and it was definitely ahead of its time. There was nothing else like it on the market at its time. I think the closest you would have had at that time would have been, like, the game Doom, if that was around the same time, uh, pretty close to it. And so it, it's definitely the kind of game series that... Um, that uh, it showed a lot of what video games could be. And in fact, it scared off a lot of politicians in so much that they tried to ban like a whole bunch of violence in video games. And then when the second Mortal Kombat came up, one of my favorite stories is the fact that they added friendships to mock to all mock the them, yeah. that were going after them. So I've been, I've been Mortal Kombat since the very beginning and have always loved the franchise. It's one of those things that even if I'm not playing with it, it like it's like the Mario Brothers. It's something close to my heart that's just always going to be there. Oh yeah. Um, let me see. I remember like playing it and it just not being for me in the early days. And then I kind of, I, I kind of hopped around in the game, right? Like I hopped, like I, I, I played the original. I played Mortal Kombat two and three. I remember playing it on. Do you remember the handheld device called the Engage? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, I remember playing it on there as well i remember because it was like the i remember in and whatever mortal kombat game i was playing it was the only game that had mataro on it do, do you remember that character 
Yeah, I think that was in, like, uh, Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate Edition, I believe. Yeah, because he's, like, the only centaur in the game. And I remember, like, he had, like, one back kick because he's, like, half horse that you could spam. And it was, like, pretty much unblockable. <laughs> so I remember yeah, playing... Yeah, he, he was quite frustrating to go against. I do remember, yeah. And so uh, I remember playing that. I remember playing Mortal... I remember, like, h hopping into Mortal Kombat 4 was, like, with the first one that went kind of real 3D where you could play in three-dimensional yeah. space. And, and, and then I believe they also introduced weapons yeah. as well. And you, like, you could throw weapon and hazard environments where you can throw skulls that were laying on the ground at each other and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And you could like smash someone into the actual screen, like like fourth wall, and they smash against it and then slide down it. And then the camera would like rotate so you're back to like, like you know, that one-on-one -on -one, like like pvp perspective and then i, re I remember because like, i hopped around i never played armageddon i played deadly alliance and that was fun uh, i i remember just be i remember that opening pissing me off because of like how cheap like quan chi and shao and uh quan chi and uh shang sung killed Liu kang and that like oh, yeah. in, in that super cheap like <laughs> like double team that i hated so much because he was like he was kicking uh, like shang sung's ass <laughs> And oh, like, yeah, he, was, <laughs> he, was he was, yeah, beating the crap out of him. Um, but it, it's one of those things, like, I respect the idea that they did something different. Even though, like, oh, yeah. it, it, it annoyed me for years, that same thing. But but at the same time, I, you know, like, looking back on it now, I'm like, they had the ball to kill off their, like, Ryu, basically, yeah, right? They, 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 they basically killed off their Superman and kept him dead. Yeah, like, they, like I mean, like, he didn't come back until the reboot. Actually no, well no 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 he was in he was in Armageddon I believe but he was a zombie well, he right? Came back into like a zombie form, but not as a Earth's champion type character. No, because I recall I recall that amazing opening to Armageddon where they're all running up the pyramid. You remember that? Oh yeah, one of the best openings ever. Yeah. And it and like there's a part where Shang Tsung like gets wrapped by wrapped up by these chains from like zombie Liu Kang and it looked really it was like oh snap he's like he's back for revenge I love it. And uh, and then they did that great reboot with just straight Mortal Kombat, which or I guess we'd call Mortal Kombat Nine, right? Yeah, I I was gonna say for everyone that that's what I was gonna compare it to. If you want to see a good Mortal Kombat movie, really, you're just playing Mortal Kombat Nine, Ten, and Eleven for a great franchise uh, three part movie. If you want some really quality, especially Nine. Yeah, Nine was like the perfect like culmination of one, two, and three. And they just kind of stream, yep. and they just streamlined it. I haven't played ten. I only I, I I'm heavily into eleven, uh, but I'm actually probably gonna grab uh, ten at some point soon because I see it on I see it on the uh, on the PlayStation Store for like six bucks. So I'm like, yeah. yeah. There's always a sale on it and such. Yeah. And so and, and and it's like the XL too, so it's got like all the extra characters too, so I can hop on and you know and hop back and play that story and like kind of well, see what and, I missed. And that's like the coolest thing about like these Mortal Kombat things is like. They'll pair up with other franchises. They'll give you Predator, Terminator, Kratos from God of War. Like, they'll give you these oh, really yeah. cool characters. Oh yeah, Spawn. Uh, like Spawn, Freddy Krueger, with Stallone doing the voice. Doing the voice. Like, uh, uh, RoboCop, Spawn, Freddy Krueger. You know what I mean? And, and they all play pretty awesome. Oh yeah, they all like when they all play like the character would play in like in their game. Like like they have the a fighting style like like akin to that character. And each I love that like in the more recent ones like especially eleven like you know characters have like three separate fighting styles. You know what I mean? So you don't have to play them and, one and, way. And, and none of these characters feel out of place. It totally mixes in perfectly. It's just as exciting as when they did the crossover with DC. You're like, 
wow, how's that going to turn out and play? And it played really well. It played really, really well. They, like, you know, they made the heroes do brutality they, they instead. Like top, they, they even had a top-notch story and gave the Main Street audience one version of what a tyrannical-looking Superman would be like. Yep, and then that went in, and, and I'm pretty sure that pretty much spawned the whole Injustice series, which I believe the yeah, same... Yeah, like a comic series, which, which is like... Which I believe... Which one of here is pretty decent. Which, which I believe the same studio Midway also made Injustice, I believe, too, so... Yeah. But, uh, so before we hop into this movie, there was a movie or two for, for Mortal Kombat. There were some shows, but we don't, let's not talk about those. But, uh, there were a couple movies, uh, Mortal Kombat proper and Mortal Kombat Annihilation that came out in the mid nineties. Uh, Mortal Kombat, the first one is, uh, still hailed as being like one of the best video game movies ever made, which isn't hard. It's not a really high bar right now. Uh, that being said, um, I watched some of it with James oh with my friend James after we watched uh this reboot and we're like how is this PG-13 bloodless like fatalityless movie better than this rated R you know like you know F-bomb gorefest I'm I- absolutely and why do I like like every character in the first Mortal Kombat why do I love Sub-Zero Scorpion Shane Soon Liu Kang Johnny Cage, Kano, Goro, every character is in that movie. Uh, Reptile, like, they all chew up the scenery beautifully. I mean, like, Kano's barely in the first movie, and his character's awesome, hilarious, and you just immediately fall in love with these characters. The, the woman that plays Sonya, like, all of them. Oh, yeah. Like, you just love these characters and how campy it is. You're totally there for the ride. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah. and they delivered on that one. And you know what? It's an awful movie, but I, I I could watch Annihilation any day and have a great time. It's it's like it is it is silly fun, and it is bad fun. But for some reason, like I still enjoy it. And and and, and I kept thinking and this is a weird thing to say, but watching this new one and this is you know this is a pretty much a a marker for where my review is gonna go with this new one. Like I'd rather watch Annihilation again. <laughs> Well, I mean, for the new one, it's not fun and it's not funny. It's there's nothing really all that enjoyable. Well, uh, besides the Kano, best, the, the, the best thing I will say for the new movie, it has a great opening and then it drops. Oh yeah, real fast. oh yeah. So you know what? Let's just hop into it now. Mortal Kombat. I think it was directed by this guy named Simon McCoy. This was his first directorial uh, movie, debut. so his debut. And I went into this movie with. Uh, I only needed two things, Russell. I needed two things. I needed, I needed um, fun characters, and I need kick-ass fight scenes. If you give me a basic to weak story, if I get fun characters and kick-ass fight scenes, I can forgive all of that. That's all you had to do, right? Just hired, like, like hire the best martial artists, hire the best stunt teams, let them shoot the fight scenes. Don't let the director do it because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Let people that that do fight scenes shoot the fight scenes like i I, we've seen in like movies like the john wick series or atomic blonde or uh or recently with the movie nobody or with extraction like people who do action you know are the background people that are all constantly like being thrown through buildings and stuff and knowing how to fall and 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 be in fighting they know how to shoot it as well so at least let them do it and, and, and on top of that none of these people would be hard to sell it to no. There are so many of these people. It's kind of like how like everyone has an affinity to an extent for something like Star Wars. You know, like 
everyone has some kind of feeling or place for Star Wars. There's so many people that have that same thing for the martial arts or for things like Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, I mean, those games made people want to get into martial arts. You know what I mean? Like, how many people, right. like, how many people didn't go to, like, didn't go to karate school after watching Karate Kid? You know what I mean? Well, and, and, and here's the thing. Like, growing up on Mortal Kombat, when you're like, where are my strong female characters? Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat both gave that to people to where women, they didn't have strong characters in TV shows or in comics or something. They at least have really cool characters that they can cosplay as. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say definitely in the Mortal Kombat realm, now they did have strong female characters, I will say, but they definitely, there was definitely a lot of fan service for the men because it was definitely made for uh, for young pubescent boys uh, discovering right. themselves. So they definitely were, you know, the boobs were out, you know, they were definitely not dressed for combat a lot of the time. <laughs> but uh, But could you kick ass with them? Oh, yes. And, you know, like, like, you know, Chun-Li, you know, was said to be like, you know, like, like the first uh, female fighter in a video game, I would get, uh, I would say like the first female character in a game, I believe was Samus in terms of like playable character in, I mean, for Metroid. But in terms of like fighting games, I believe it was Chun-Li. But then, you know, you, but then with Mortal Kombat, you had both Katana and I believe both Katana and Sonya were in the first game, right? Right. I believe so. Yeah. So. And then you get Melina and. And the other interesting, they all had interesting character backgrounds. Like, yeah. Katana was the daughter of a conquered planet. Like, Outworld, you know, like, conquered her planet, took her as an adopted daughter, and because she wasn't, like, a, a nice little daughter, they cloned her, you know? Yeah. It's like, wow. And that's and weird. Sonya being in the Special Forces, like... There are some characters with some really cool backgrounds. All right, so let's and just... The, the, the girl with the really long hair that can scream, that turns out to be Katana's mom. Oh, Sindel, like yeah. Resurrected, you know? Oh, yeah, Sindel, yeah. So, you know, let's just break it down. Simply put, this movie, the plot for people that haven't seen it and hopefully won't see it after our review, um, it's basically leading up to the tournament. Except they're doing something different where they're having... Where, where, instead of... Shang Tsung even taking a chance at losing that final tournament because like the whole thing is that like you know Outworld has to win ten straight tournaments to take over our world and they've won nine and one thing I will say I do like is that they do establish that they didn't win those nine fairly either so it isn't like you know like they won fairly straight nine and then they're gonna cheat on the tenth I feel like if you're gonna be evil you you definitely weren't like 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 and and conniving and cheating you definitely weren't gonna just be evil on the last one you're probably evil up till that point but uh so i do like i, I guess I, I i'm fine with the idea that they're gonna like try to cheat and take people out before the tournament so it's so it's just an easier win i have no problem with that uh that being said there's no tournament in this movie and again i can i'm fine with that again it's just all it's all an execution and if this movie had like had time to breathe i feel like this movie doesn't take its time like i feel like it has a it has a decent first act especially with that first 10 minutes because the first 10 minutes is just all sub-zero and scorpion and their history in like feudal japan and i'm like this is good if we just stay here or stay or keep it at this quality we're good and then they introduce us to this new character named cole young and Mortal Kombat's all about like bringing in new characters okay like so i have no problem with having a avatar character that being said, I feel like they pulled this character out of a Power Ranger show, if you get what I'm saying. Like, he feels like just like he doesn't like he doesn't belong in this movie as a character. I mean, he's 
He's a mixed martial artist that used to be good, but now he's basically a punching bag, as they call him. He doesn't, and spoiler, he doesn't, he cannot win a fight just on skill alone in this movie to anybody. Like, it isn't until he gets his... Even, what annoyed me, too, is our introduction to him, he had a guy in the UFC in a pretty, like, awesome, like, lock, an arm bar, and the dude broke free through just muscling his way out in a way I thought was not quite possible. Well, I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm I'm shocked you could tell what, what was even happening because uh, the other thing that I hate with this movie is the editing. Uh, uh, it's choppy all over the place. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, you notice that only in these, only when Scorpion and Sub Zero are going at it, do they actually pull out for wides, for wide shots, so I can see what's happening. But it's like, why did you hire? people that knew what the hell they were doing like i mean like you know joe taslin from the raid and from uh and from the show warrior and from the movie that like like his like his his starring role which i think he crushed it in was uh, uh the night comes for us yep. you know i mean that guy is amazing and the guy who was playing scorpion was doing a great job as well like you could tell these guys were kicking ass let them do what they do stop cutting and when it showed them it was i feel i feel like their fight was was decent, but it was great compared to whatever everything else that was in the movie. Because well, and, again, if the movie can hold the fight scenes similar, even if they're choppy, if they could have held similar to what it was in the beginning, I would have been very satisfied. Yeah, but when I'm you know, but you know, but when I'm watching you know them cut eight times for Sony to do one arm bar on Kano, I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> uh oh. It's like either either it looked bad or they just don't trust the actors to look good doing this. And if you don't trust the actors to look good doing martial arts, uh, there's this thing called stunt doubles who about people that actually know what they're doing or why did you do this? You know what I mean? It's kind of like this is like this is the bread and butter of your movie. So either go all in and fight and hire the most badass people or don't make the movie. <laughs> Basically, that's, that's that's literally all I'm asking. It's it's not hard. It's like it's it's not hard to make a good Mortal Kombat movie. Charming characters. You had one in Kano, so obviously you. Uh, and I'm kind of I kind of almost like feel like because I feel like here's the thing. Kano's the best character in this movie as personality wise, and I know why they didn't put Johnny Cage in here because they're basically the same character in terms of characters that don't take this whole thing seriously, and they would have yep. and they would have canceled each other out. And you know what? I am happy uh, that Mr. Cage is not is not in this movie. Not because not, not like you said. Not because he would have canceled out Kano. No, they would have destroyed him. In fact, he. Uh, that being said, he may have been the other great thing thing in this movie, but he still would have been in a shitty movie. And I would have. I'd rather him not be in a shitty movie because I love me some Johnny Cage. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. And so, yeah, these basically. Uh, all that happens plot-wise, and not in a spoilery way, uh, they um, so you got Scorpion and Sub Zero. That happens. We go to the uh, we go to the present. They're kill the uh, bad guys are trying to kill the good guys before they could fight the tournament. Good guys have to train at some place to unlock their. I don't know what the word is, but I guess the thing that explains why they all have superpowers. Ar- Ar- Arcana. Arcana. Because what I'm thinking, well, because I'm thinking of like animality from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> But yeah, they, they have to unlock their arcana, their magic random abilities. So 
Liu Kang could have shot ice just like Sub-Zero by random chance. By random chance. And I, and I guess here's my thing. Like, would you have rather have had, um, th- th- you know, like the powers explained? Or would you just rather them not explain and just like, just, just go with it? He can shoot fire. I, I, I wouldn't have explained anything. I would have given, I would have had Kano have the really cool, like, metallic eye. And I would have had Jax with the metal arms from the get-go. And I would have had Jax and Kano play off each other um, in a love-hate kind of way. Like, they've been chasing each other for years. And have it explained through words of how they're the they're the reasons why both of them have metallic body parts. Yeah. Just be like, Kano, like, I killed her partner. Yeah. And he's like, we got your eye. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, like something like then, that. And then literally don't explain why anybody has their powers. You could you could just say that, you know, people have arcana inside them. And if you're really motivated, you can unleash your own inner powers. You can give me some explanations that way if you want to. But, honestly, you know, I, I don't need to see the beginning again of how Jax got his arms and an origin story for Kano not having his really cool eye. Well, because, like, I don't... Because Jax... Here's the thing, like... I, I everything I, I, everything is explained away with these with this power that everybody gets if they unlock it. Whether Kano gets his laser eye, uh, which I to be fair I do like the scene where he gets the laser eye, where he's just pissed off, pissed off, and then it goes off. Like, oh yeah. And he's like, and he's like, oh shit, I got my power before all of you guys. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I knew I would get it. Like, like he very, like he felt like Cartman, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> And so, like, again, I like that. I'm just, it's just that, like, uh, I guess Jack's getting metal arms is not, like, something he got because he lost his arm. It's because that was his powers. I'm like, what if he had never lost his arms? Right. What would his, his powers have been? Like, it's, yeah, exactly. Because, like, and, and, uh, because, like, I, because uh, another sad fact of this movie is that, like, every cool, every cool shot is in the trailer. Yep. Like every single one. Like there was never a shot where I was like, "Oh, that was cool." That wasn't in the trailer. Like the whole thing with Sub Zero, like freezing the blood, looked cool, but it was in the trailer. The whole thing with Liu Kang making the dragon come out the, in the, the trailer. The, the additional thing that really bothered me about this movie collectively is how how one sided almost every single fight was. That you get someone like Sub Zero, that he is so powerful that he can take on two to three people at once. And if they all fought him fairly one-on-one, he would just win every single time. And, like, it took three people to take down Reptile. And I like the world where Liu Kang and Jax can fight each other. And one time Liu Kang's going to win, one time Jax is going to win. I like the situation where Kano and Reptile can fight, and they're closely matched. Like, I like the idea of this tournament being that these are characters that, one scenario or another some of them could win but like the fact that they made like they pushed aside Sonya like oh Sonya you're worth nothing because you don't have the birthmark and then like they get attacked by Reptile and it takes three people to barely beat him and then like they have to tag team the crap out of people like Sub-Zero and then you get a fight with Goro where Goro full on kills that character pretty much and then still loses somehow well yeah well well, yeah well yeah he, he, he got and this is going to be the biggest pun of the night, but plot armor. Yeah, he, got, he literally got plot armor <laughs> that looked, go- it looked goofy. 
It's like he suddenly got like one of those rubber Batman suits with the rubber like the rubber like muscles and stuff for the for the rest of the movie. His uh, his powers was a deformity that he looked like he just put on like uh, like the green screen Hulk suit on or something. It yeah, just, it, really yeah it actually reminded me. Did you ever watch Man with the Iron Fist? I have not. I, I want to see that one for its cheesy fun value. I, I just have not seen it. So there's this cool, cool character, uh, cool character in the movie uh, played by Batista. Nice. And he's, I, I believe they call him Brass Body because every time you hit him, he'll t- his body turns to brass to protect himself. And like the design of the way the brass looked on him when he would turn brass to like block a sword or something like that looked just like this guy's like golden body armor type thing that he had and yeah i, I was mm. uh, i will say it's weird I, I will say it's weird this movie cost 55 million dollars and um i thought that like some of the effects look really cheap oh yeah like i think all of raiden's lightning effects look really cheap and like after effectsy i don't know why oh, i guess and- they, they they also felt like they depowered Raiden a lot, that he was so timid and scared, he didn't believe in his champions, he was not someone that inspired them, he was not kind of like, I believe in you guys, even though you're going against a tough battle, um, he kind of just threw them all to the wayside, and then like changed his mind slightly, but like, his whole thing is, I put up a force field, kind of, it was, yeah. It but, was just... but it all depends on this like mechanical device to keep it on? And I'm like, okay, yep. but also you're already inside when I put it on, so I don't know why it's stopping you from just doing what you're going to do in the first place. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to go back to the old godlike Raiden who, in the first movie, zapped Scorpion and Sub-Zero and put them in their place immediately. And you could tell that he was confined by the Elder God's rules. Otherwise, he could have won the tournament himself. Yeah, yeah, like uh, he's... The guy from Highlander did beautifully. Oh, in that dude, he, he had the right level he, of campiness and he, everything. His presence, like, like I said, I loved pretty much every character from that first movie, and the only three characters I really cared about in this movie was Sub Zero, Scorpion, and Kano. That's literally it. You know, and here's the thing. I, you know, I'll say I, I did, for what she was there for, I thought the actress who played Sonya was doing the best she could. Yeah, given the material be, she be, had. Be, 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 because I, 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 I felt like I a better material, she could have done that character justice. Right, and I don't blame any of the actors. I don't blame the guy that uh, played Soon or the guy that played uh, Raiden. They got the look, they got the feel, but it's just, they did nothing interesting with these characters. Yeah, and, um, I mean, you speaking of, like, nerfing Raiden, I mean, they, I mean, they nerfed my boy Liu Kang, man. Oh, yeah, they like, made- like, Liu, Liu Kang is always getting his ass kicked. Like, the fact that it, it seemed like Liu Kang and Kung Lao could hold their own in fights was just... Well, well, Kung Lao was more, way more badass than Liu Kang. And, I mean, yeah. I mean in the sense that, like, he gets... with his head and, and what he did in the movie and what he presented. And, I mean, he did the one, I guess, like, video game fatality in the movie, I guess. Cause like the one yeah, that, yeah flawless flawless victory oh. and i was like wait isn't there gonna be a fight scene before this no it's just, it literally just goes straight to a fatality because he fights i forgot is is that character from armageddon the character he fights so. the, the one that can fly yeah the dragon so. chick yeah because i was like i know there's a character that's a dragon chick or like that has wings but i feel like they're in the one mortal Kombat game i did not play <laughs> so 
but yeah, man, it's just it's just so sad, man, because these fights are just the fights are super choppy. They kind of just like they kind of just establish that like oh we need powers to win, so it doesn't even matter how and, good and, you and are. The, and, the, and here's the other thing: the settings that they fought in were not iconic at all. Like Sonya and Kano fought in a trailer. Yeah, they fought in a trailer, uh, which and, I, and then and then literally so did like uh, you know Goro and uh, Cole. They fought in like outside a residential area. Like, like really? Like in a barn? Like yeah? Like the environments definitely weren't interesting to look at while they were fighting for sure. The environment. No, and then like you, you go back to the Mortal Kombat movie and how campy and cheesy it was. The thing that you can give the first two movies. Is even with the, the CGI and stuff that doesn't hold up all that well, the the scenery behind all of them was very iconic. Oh, dude, dude, could like, you? There's a, there's a great scene in the first movie where Kano and Goro and them are eating a giant feast, and it's just a, a table. Yeah, full of, food, full of food. Yeah. Full of cobwebs and stuff in the background. It looks like an old mysterious island, you know. Yeah, like ever, like it, like it's very much Enter the Dragon style, right? Where this, you know, this, right, yeah, yeah, this and, kung and, like, fu island. Sonya, you know, fought on a beach and like you know, like yeah. Like Lou, uh, uh, Johnny Cage fought in a like fought in a really cool orchard field, and then it turned into like a hell area. Yeah, like, they actually put some money into the efforts, you know. Yeah, and then you know, and 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 then that like that cool like fortress fight with Liu Kang and Sang Sung, like the environments looked like they were interesting to look at. Besides, the, and the fights were good to watch too, but the environments were a character. And, you know, that's always been a thing in the games, right? Where the environments are characters. You can throw someone into, like, a lake of acid. You can, like, you know, like, throw someone on a meat hook. You can grab something off the side of the screen and smash someone into it or fat- or do a and, stage and fatality. No, no holds bars match. Yeah, exactly. And that's just not the case here. I mean, well, I, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, could you have imagined, like, so, like, you know, the first fight, spoiler, as we know, uh, Scorpion loses. And well, here's the other thing. The only iconic setting was that opening sequence. Yeah. I, I do remember thinking, like... It was cool. Wow, this is a very beautiful It looks area. beautiful, yeah. And, and that, like, that setting and that scenery is, like, straight from the game of uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which is, like, this amazing game. And, yeah, it just, it looked pulled straight from that when they talk about Japan. And it's like, wow, straight from that. And then, you know, after that opening sequence, the rest of it becomes really bland. And it's funny because... We see Outworld for like a, a few minutes at a time, and that looks pretty cool. It's like, why aren't they fighting anywhere yeah. there? Yeah, like, I mean, I had this thought of like, you know, because Scorpion and Sub-Zero fight at the beginning and they fight at the end. And 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 to all you people out there who are big Scorpion fans, <laughs> if you're looking for a lot of Scorpion in this movie, uh, you got about 15 minutes of them. <laughs> Uh, about ten minutes at the beginning and then five at the end. So. <laughs> and, and then I, I don't even like how it is at the end because he's tag teaming Sub Zero. It's not even like an honorable one on one. Let's go for it. Like, like tell me, would it not be awesome? Because, like, imagine so opening fight, he gets his ass kicked. You know, goes to hell and stuff. Gets cool hell power. Becomes that cool hell spawn ninja. When he comes back at the end to fight Sub Zero, right? And they're fighting in that. Like they're fighting in the meat, like like I guess in Cole's gym, I guess I don't know where, but like it's all frozen now. I like that, right? So they're fighting there. Sub Zero had the upper hand because it's all frozen and shit, so he's kind of in his element. And then Scorpion takes him to hell to like change the scenery. You know what I mean? And then it's kind of more well, and, and, just just and something like, that, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And on top of that, imagine Sub Zero full on freezes him. Yeah. Like he meets him again. They have a fight. They go back and forth. Sub Zero gets kind of freaked out. 
and then he full-on freezes him. And it's like one of those, I'm going to kill you freezes and yeah. stuff. And then because of the hellfire that Sub-Zero is not aware of, yeah. Scorpion just burns out of it. Burns out of it, yeah. Him to hell. And like, you know, like, and, and like maybe even like it burns off, like, like, like the mask burns off. So you can see that flaming skull, like Ghost Rider and stuff. And you're just like, oh shit. And then he's like, and he's like, my turn. And then, he, then they go to hell and there's like this epic, like, like ice, like ice hellfire battle before he finally kills Sub-Zero. And you're like, oh, that's what I wanted. Like, that's... We're, I mean, the, damn it, we're doing the thing we do when we write a better movie. We're just writing a better movie. And it's funny because they already gave that with Johnny Cage and Scorpion. And they gave it with and, Johnny? And then, speaking of Sub-Zero, uh, Liu Kang had a pretty awesome fight with a Sub-Zero in the first movie as well. Yep, uh, that Sub-Zero uh, had a better fight with that reptile as well. Yeah. Uh, speaking of reptile, so that scene with reptile you mentioned, because the uh, reptile goes in and because uh, like I said before to the audience, uh, they're trying to take out all these fighters before the tournament, and so they send reptile to go kill uh, Sonya and um, Cole and um, blah, 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 blah. Kano. Well, so his main goal is to kill Cole and Kano because they were actual champions. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. I guess yeah, not Sonya yet. Sonya is like a like a like a. Well, you like a groupie in the movie, pretty much. Like yeah. that's how they treat her character. It's like, oh, you're a tag along, but you really shouldn't be here. Yeah. So they go to her place and they're and they're attacked by reptile, and it takes like all of them to like to ba- barely win. To barely win. Now, I'm gonna ask you this question. I don't know if this occurred to you while watching the movie. Um. So Sonia is um. She's special forces, right? Yep. Is there any reason why her house shouldn't be, like, filled with guns? Everywhere. Because <laughs> she, she does like, not have a single gun in that, that entire movie, not at her place. She, she, I mean, they use a knife, but I'm like, why is she not, like, shooting at this thing? Like, like why did she not have guns everywhere? If they could have done, like, a little quasi, like, she's slightly redneck and just had a bazillion guns, and that's kind of, like... Like, if they would have played into, like, that's why Kano finds her so attractive and stuff, like, it, th- there's so many angles they could have played to that. But, yeah, she should have just had a guns everywhere. She should have been, like, a female Punisher I mean, just was ready for everything. Well, I mean, she should have been, like, uh, what's her name, the main, uh, uh, the main chick in, uh, in uh, The Hunt. Have you seen The Hunt? I, I think so. The Hunt. Uh, with the liberals hunting the conservatives? Oh, yeah, yep, yep, I've seen it, yeah. That yeah, 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 that, that, that main chick, awesome. like, her. <laughs> like, that yeah, would have yeah, been... <laughs> that, that, that was a funny scenario, because that was just mistaken identity. Yeah, like, oh, oh, I love that whole thing, that, that weird aside, where she's just like, so, as they're both, as she's dying, she's just like, so are you messing with me? Did I get the wrong, is like, are, are you not her? And she's like, no, ma'am. He goes, oops, and then just dies. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, just weird aside, for people who haven't seen The Hunt, it's great, go see it. Um... But yeah, man, it's I just just little questions like that. I'm like, why doesn't Sonya not have guns? I mean, Jax had one when he went to go fight. Like, like I like that. I like that Jax didn't go unarmed to fight Sub Zero. He like had right. a he like had a gun. He just didn't know what he was dealing with. And uh, and I you know that's that scene could have. Uh, and I guess this is just, like, the problem with the trailer. It kind of spoils everything. Like, I mean, that would have been cool to see that Jack loses his arms by Sub-Zero freezing them, right? Because, like, because right. like, I feel like that is a cool shot of him going, like, what, like, like that beautiful shot of, like, you know, the shotgun blast freezing slowly. Well, it, 
it's that misleading thing where, okay, the trailer definitely shows too much. I've heard a couple of podcasts now where people ask, like, why are so many things shown in the trailers? And a lot of the writers and directors have said it's because the audience asks for it. The test audience say, well, I don't understand this. I don't understand that. And so trailers are made nowadays because of the dumbing down of audiences. We expect too much. Um, for me, it's just that problem with the trailers is it promises a very entertaining movie, and it just does not deliver, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm, I I guess, you know, it, I very much, like, look at trailers like they should, like, they should be, like, an an album, right, when they drop singles before the album comes out. And, like, you know, like, a good album where you end up, like, liking the other songs more than the singles? Right. Because, like, you've heard the singles a bunch of times on the radio, and you're just like, I know yeah, this song. a thousand times, you lose appreciation. But, like, yeah. when you hear other songs, you're like, oh, this song's even better, or, or this song's even better. Like, I... And but then you realize that but this movie is kind of the exact opposite where you realize all the singles were like the best thing, which are the trailer. <laughs> well, you know that like that shot of like that shot of Liu Kang like bringing up that dragon. Not that cool in the movie, actually. And no. and and it's not that cool because Liu Kang kind of just gets his ass kicked up until he brings that dragon out. And it right. I, I kind of realized that like and like in 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 the you know in the uh, in the first movies proper or even in like you know the games he's like he's supreme badass of martial arts like he's beating yeah. like he's beating everybody's ass like like well, so here, in a fair the fight idea that the movie presents as well is that Kung Lao and Liu Kang as it is in the movie in the video game they've been training their whole lives for this and they were like amateur hour yeah yeah I mean I, I, you know, I mean, Shang Tsung just like takes. I mean, Shang Tsung does something to somebody, of of course, because she has to do that one thing. It's just, goodness, everything is just so like not as charming, not as fun. Like this Shang Tsung doesn't have any of that. Like, like I love the. I I, I, I don't know the actor's name, the guy who plays Shang Tsung in the original, but he just has that great like like like, like shit eating grin of like he's always like he's always conniving, always planning something. Like he like this guy like like he like, he is the face of. I will stab you in the back face, right? Like, <laughs> He's got the, I'm going to constantly betray you. Look, he, you know, there are certain villains that just eat up the scenery in the best way. The the actor that played, uh, what's his name, in Street Fighter, like the campy Street Fighter movie, speaking of other cheesy, fun movies, like the Mortal Kombat movies and the Van Damme Street Fighter movies are hilarious. But what they have in common is very fun villains to watch. And... Um, I forget like the main you know villain from Street Fighter the like the, the Nazi red oh guy. oh Bison yeah Bison the guy that played Bison cheated up beautifully if you're a fan of Walking Dead there's a characters like Negan who like who play like a great charming villain yeah like, or the, yeah or the governor yeah nail certain fun characters um, both actors who have played both versions of Kano nailed it knocked it out of the park you know yeah and. It's, and... Uh, you know, both characters that played Sonya knocked it out of the park and all that stuff. But it's just, like you said, there's just, these characters are not fun. Yeah, and it, it, it's weird, because I, I just want to I, I stay on Liu Kang for a minute. Um, Robin Shaw brought so much to that original character in the, in, in the first movie. Like, he, like, like, some, like, something about, like, this kind of, like, uh, disgraced Shaolin monk, you know what I mean? Where he's just like where he you know we grew up at the temple and he kicked out but he's just kind of like, kind of, left, and did his own thing but like 
but definitely had that background if he trained, you know, to be an absolute badass. And when he does go to fight, like, yeah, he's an absolute badass. But has, like, this chip on his shoulder at the same time. And also, like, this kind of rage of trying to get revenge on uh, on Shang Tsung for killing his brother. Right. Which, he wasn't there to defend the temple because Shang Tsung was looking for him. And then yeah. he found his brother. And his brother fought with honor and lost. Oh, dude, and it's weird. As as not as un- completely unbloody as the original movie is, that ass whooping that his brother got in the opening scene. Yeah, like like, to this day, it's like... It's like memed as like that ass whooping your parents give you when you fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and then even the fact that Shane Soon, like the best dick move ever, pulls out his brother's soul at the end to try to kill, like to try to lure uh, Luke Cage to his death. Oh, that was like, oh, oh, oh that was a touch of brilliance, right? Like that just and then the, like, the spikes come up, like he's got, like he's like five seconds away from being pushed into a spike, you know, and like they played all beautifully, you know. Yeah, it's it's just like uh, like the whole thing where he's like talking and you just see like the slice spike like just the the build up like holding of Shang Tsung having it like Shang Tsung like bringing up the souls of dead warriors to fight Liu Kang just different creative stuff and that I mean, mo- and even back on the first movie where he kind of forced Sonya to fight him because he thought he had a better chance fighting Sonya yeah. than Liu Kang like the fact that things were not going well after Goro, Sub-Zero, and Scorpion died, that he was starting to be afraid, like, crap, these Earth Warriors are actually pretty strong. And so he's like, all right, who's the weakest one? Uh, I'm going to go after Sonya. Yeah. Killed Kano. Like, all of them proved themselves, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, and... I, I know shang she's coming out soon, but this was, like, back in the 90s when you had a strong Asian lead kicking ass. And, you know, this, this great character. And... I, and and here's the thing, I even, as as bad as it is, and I'm going to go back to it again, Mortal Kombat, like Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I felt, like, I, I, I still, even though it's bad, I feel this gravitas at the end when they're all about to fight their characters and stuff. You know, like, you know, like, Jax is going to take on uh, Mataro, uh, Sonya's going to take on, I believe, Rain? It's, uh, it's, uh, like, I, I want to say Rain, but it's not Rain, he can, maybe it's Ermac, maybe. Or smoke or something. I thought. Well, no, smoke was the robot that they fought earlier, but like it was the nigga that could like 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 make two of himself. Oh, uh, Noob Cybot. Yeah, but it was before he became a Cybot, so I guess he. But he, but he had the. But he was like a red like a red ninja, so I guess that was him before his his whole outfit change. But or she, I, I think it changed. Yeah, like changed the colors and stuff. But yeah, I think Rain. But, but yeah, but yeah, she yeah. fights. But yeah, she fights him. And then you got us, you know, and then you got Katana fighting her mom. You know what I mean? Like, as cheesy, it is, as cheesy as it is, some of this stuff just, you're like, you're getting pumped for it. The music, like, is building up. There's build up to these fights before they happen. And then, like, as they're about to start fighting, you have that slow, I think it's a badass walk of Liu Kang walking up to fight Shao Kahn. And, and, and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the whole thing. Well, of, they, they even have that moment where Shao Kahn, like, bleeds for the first time. And he's like... Why am I bleeding? And it's like, welcome to Mortal Kombat for cheating, you know? Yeah, we're like, we're like, he doesn't have his powers anymore, and and, and stuff. And the Elder Gods are just like, all right, you gotta play by the rules now. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, and, and where he's kicking like like Liu Kang's ass, but Liu Kang just keeps kind of getting up. Like it's very similar to if you've ever saw. Um, and again, this is a, again, this is not a good movie, but I'm just like saying I'm feeling more watching this movie, like watching that movie. I'm feeling more in like Liu Kang fighting this guy that's like way out of his league but like keeps going it's like 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 it's very much like you know when ken and ryu are fighting bison and they're both outmatched you know what i mean 
and it's you know like it's it's that final boss character and even when it's cheesy and he turns into that really horrible cg dragon and stuff but they built that up earlier in the movie so that when he does do it i remember when i I saw i saw the movie in theaters when i was like seven and you know seven like seven year old me was like (gasps) because i just love dragons so much and i thought it was cool it looks really bad now it did not age well at all but i feel like the energy and like uh, like of the character's journey i still feel carried through and well and and and, it, and it's funny because those two movies in the 90s match pretty comparably pretty decently to how it's been in the uh, in the the video game series yeah where the video game series has a lot of stakes and a lot of deaths and a lot of different things going on but it has its own level of humor its own level of campiness its own level of all these things that the movies although different from the storylines match up pretty decently and then this newer movie is a movie that took out all the fun they made it way too serious and it's like i don't mind that they change some of the dynamics i don't mind that Shane soon's trying to do assassins and stuff but they just they went so hard one way and they left out all the fun all the humor all the the gravitas well what all they the, the fun well what they did was they didn't also build much lore there's so much fun lore in mortal Kombat, and they don't really yeah. build it like after that happened they go straight to cole and i'm like you already have all these cool characters with great lore like if you're gonna have cole like be your main character First of all, have him be badass and not like just be a loser because I, I didn't like you know, that. You know, you know what they could have done too that even the video games, to my knowledge, haven't really done. They could have had some opening credit scenes with just some really cool music showing the last nine tournaments throughout the centuries of the mortals losing. Yeah. And like you know, because in the lore they talk about Kong Lao and his grandfather, the great Kong Lao, defeated an Agoro one time ago, or he lost to Agoro but he was a really good fighter like Liu Kang was. And it's like they could have had this really cool scenes throughout the ages of them fighting and stuff where the humans almost won, but they didn't. Like the Earthlings, Earth Realm almost won, but they didn't and all that stuff. Yeah, like there were hints of it, which and I wanted more like like when Sonya has that entire wall of stuff about Mortal Kombat and there's like one right. and there's like one picture of Nightwolf. Like, right? And I'm like, yeah, I would have loved to see like what, you know, like you know like that tournament or just like or like what was that like what were the like things with characters that we know but again i guess because the way they play it it's very much for people that i guess already know mortal Kombat. you have to be pretty well integrated to the, the series because they will not hold your hand at all and this is the kind of movie that you kind of just need exposition to a point but like the characters they show i'm like I th- i'm like this would be cool if you set this character up i mean i know who they i know who they are but but for the sake of the movie like you know when they show um all of a sudden just cabal shows up and he and i will say at least he looks game accurate and he and he you know and he acts game and he moves game accurate like he's super fast and stuff but like he just shows up and just does a bunch of expository dialogue about kano like he like and yeah. and on and there's like apparently only one place in Outworld because they all just keep walking up to that same chair that that Shang Tsung is sitting in, and just explaining stuff. And I'm like, is Outworld like Outworld felt like it was Wakanda where there were like two sets, <laughs> even though it's supposed to be so big. And I'm like, dude, you, I mean, you don't set up 
I mean, you don't set up him. You don't set up the the girl who can fly and stuff. That she just shows that she she just flies down, and they're just like, wow, she's deadly beautiful. I'm like, all right, is that it? Yep, that's all you can tell me. Tell me about that character. Okay. Um, I mean, they, they they could have done fun settings in a dungeon where she or other characters are drinking blood of enemies or something like. They just they did nothing fun. And yeah. A lot of these characters in the games and in the original movies were a little more kind of like one of our favorite characters from Invincible, the character Conquest, where they just they love being spectators uh, to their own sports. Uh, like, uh, I love me some Conquest, you know that. And even even if they're assassins and stuff, Goro is not gonna just like go to someone's house and threaten their family to get the warrior to come out and fight. Like Goro's character in the video games and everything. He has an advantage because he's a big, he's like a barbarian. He's a big, beefy guy with four arms, and he will fight all of his enemies face to face. He's not going to be like, I'm going to go after your women, your children to get you to fight me. Like, no. He's he, like, it's like David and Goliath. Yeah, he like Goliath. He has all like, the confidence in the world. Like, he has a, a warrior's pride. And he's going to have a warrior's pride and everything. And, like, they made him like a weird errand boy. Like, all right, go threaten his family. I'm like, oh. At the, like the lowest character you can get to do that kind of stuff would be like Kano. And, and all he does is like roar. Right. I mean, they turn him into basically a doomsday. But right. and like you know, like like in like even in the original movie, he's just like I'm Goro, I'm Prince of Outworld. You know what I mean? Like I'm the shit. He's right. just like like he's sitting there just like all right, just wait for me to like wait. I mean, like that, that was like the one cool thing this movie had was they had like the cute tease. They didn't show you him when he first came out. They should just like, oh, thank you, Prince Goro. Freaking Prince is in his title. That 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 denotes like honor and like, you know, some level of reputation and everything. Do you think anybody in Outworlds like, oh man, you really showed those humans when you murdered his wife and kids and then the dude? Like, no, no, like no warrior is gonna respect that story. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I will say the CG on him looked good. That's pretty much all I can say on him is that it looked yeah, good. I mean. At least even Sub-Zero, when he messes with Scorpion's family, that's not his primary target. He even asked the, like, the, the, the mother and child, who would not give up their father, was like, where is, uh, where's Scorpion? And like he's like, well, I guess I have to kill you, hoping you'll scream for him to find you, you know? Yeah, and that's... Even his character as an assassin is like, you know what, I'm going to kill Dad first. And, and, you know... And, and, you know, and that scene was good where he just kind of like takes off his mask and just kind of like smiles and you know yeah, like he throws his sword away for a minute he's yeah. like all right like hey where's dad is he close by like and, i want to fight this other warrior but and, i'll take and, you if i have to and also weirdly enough doesn't really use his powers when you fight scorpion in the first fight he does a little bit but, but not like, but, again, but 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 yeah. not much though like as like 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 considering he like froze his family like he doesn't actually you like like nowhere near like to the degree he he does in that final fight at all right like he's not freezing stuff he's not like you know freezing the blood like, he's not he's definitely like like it definitely felt like he was like i'm gonna beat you straight up <laughs> right and yeah it's uh it's weird i like I, i'm 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 leaning more towards like that animated movie that came out last year where you know it the 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 characters were kind of mad but at least the the fights were fucking great like the fights yeah, were the great. Fights were awesome. It was at least very watchable for the fights alone. It was a movie I didn't really care for for like the story and what they went with it. But again, like you're saying, this, the the fight scenes and stuff the, were pretty awesome. The, the, the fights were great. Uh, uh, you know they got Johnny Cage right. Um, 
you know, like Scorpion was amazing. <laughs> Basically, I mean, it was the Scorpion movie for sure. He was turning people into right. he was literally turning people into lunch meat, <laughs> like Absolutely. like just slices of lunch meat. <laughs> and uh, so, like again, that and you know, and, and 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 you know, Sonya was you know, like again, it was it had the fun, and uh, it was ha- it was halfway towards a better movie than what we got. So I feel like we're kind of. Just going in circles now, just kind of bashing on it at all at all angles here. So you just want to give this one a rating, sir? Yeah, absolutely. All right, all right what you got? Um, for me, the movie is decently watchable for people that just, you know, have not ever heard of Mortal Kombat, and this is your first takeaway and everything else. Like, it's it's a passable, okay movie. It's just, it's a, a, a very forgettable movie. It's not one that's going to pull my, string, my heartstrings and everything. But actually being a fan of the original source material and even seeing the campy stuff be fun and enjoyable and having like like great memories in my heart, I you know, this movie it's it's still watchable and stuff, but it's nothing great and nothing I, I wanna see again. Um, I give it a six. This is not a movie I wanna see. This is not a movie I wanna recommend to people. Uh, at most I wanna be like, hey, check out the first seven minutes and then turn it off. Yep, first seven minutes, and then uh, go watch the original. <laughs> original still oh, yeah, good. I give it a six, man. What do you give it? Oh wow, yeah, I, I gotta say you are uh, you are definitely an angel of mercy. <laughs> Cause uh, yeah, this one for me, um, again, like I said, give me good fight scenes, give me good characters, and uh, all can be forgiven. And they were just like, this movie fails and all. Of and they're yeah. like, how about we give you none of that? <laughs> so yeah, I'm. Uh, I like Kano. Um, I, and one I, thing I can give the movie is most of the characters look like how they should. Oh yeah, like I like so I, 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 I like again. Know, it's not that this movie doesn't have any good components to it. Like it, like the characters look cool. They show a statue of Goro in the desert that was cool, but how the characters look, like Kong Lao and Luke King, they looked cool, but it's just they don't move. Yeah, the lacking of the story and the fight scenes and any fun character besides Kano, you know? Yeah. Uh, simply as that. So, like, I would say Kano. I would say the opening, you know, bit with Sub Zero and Scorpion, and um, yeah, I would guess some like, and, uh, you know, I would say I would say that, and I would say watch the trailer because that's the best part. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to get this one probably maybe like a three, maybe four out of ten. There you at go. The, at the at the highest, I was just uh, it. I just feel like. I feel like they rushed that third act too. Did you you know that you know what I'm talking about? Where it just kind of rushed like everybody like they're like split them up and then they like each won their fights within like two minutes. We got our powers and now we're gonna fight and oh oh yeah uh, you're my ancestor and stuff and you came back in time just to beat oh, Sub Zero. Oh and you had to like grab my you had to grab my key you had, to, you had to grab my weapon to summon me. Yeah, there was one point where I thought certain characters were dead, and I was like, oh, yes? I, like, is it sad that I'm, like, happy for the death of a mother and a child? But <laughs> I would have been like, I would have been like, oh, stakes. Like, there, there's a fight with Goro where it was like, Goro completely 100% wins. <laughs> yeah. And has won. He won, like, five times, and it's like, oh, it, it's uh, still going for some reason? Like, what? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it should basically be girl grabs you, girl rips you into four pieces, like, rips you, like, rips your arms and legs off at the same time, fight over. 
But, yeah. no, he's got to grab you and throw you around. And I'm just like, no. No, because, I mean, and in and, and the Scorpion movie uh, uh, that happened, uh, the moment he got Drax, like, immediately those arms by. You know what I mean? Like, he did not fuck around, <laughs> as you yeah. shouldn't. He's half dragon, after all. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm uh, sorry to not like this one, but uh, it was definitely fun to, like, you know, get some stress off my chest and beat it and, and kind of, you know, give it the uh, the licking it deserves. <laughs> uh, I've been hearing mixed things about this movie from people. There's some people are saying it's good. Some people some people are saying they enjoyed it. Some, a lot of people are, like, saying the fights are good. And I'm like, I, the, what? I, I, I feel it's more general audience. It's like, uh, I remember liking some of the fight sequences in, like, the first Avengers or Age of Ultron or... Iron Man 2 with Black Widow when Scarlett Johansson first came back or came on screen. I was like, wow, that was so cool. And then I remember rewatching Avengers, and yeah, they did a lot of cuts um, for Black Widow and stuff. It's like I didn't recognize it at the time because I was so enthralled with, like, oh, wow, they made Black Widow so awesome. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you go back and you watch the scene where she's with the Russians interrogating and, like, being funny and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, they did a lot of quick cuts then, too. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of quick cuts when she was fighting Hawkeye in the, the helicopter. Yeah, so, yeah, those, those fights not, I mean, you know, if it's CGI. Like in, my head, like in my head, they were cool fights. And then I go back and watch them again, I was like, oh, this is really choppy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's once. not the worst I've seen, but yeah, it wasn't that good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, once you've seen quality, once you've seen The Raid, once you've seen. Once you've seen John Wick and The Raid and all these ones, and you realize that it's practical. And you just got to give them a few weeks. Like, that's the... Maybe the scheduling on movies is the worst part about these big-budget movies. Is, like, you know what? Give martial arts, like... Give martial artists, like, three weeks to coordinate dances. Like, to, to coordinate the dance. The fight. The fight is the dance. Like, when we watch the Super Bowl halftime, we watch these really cool dance uh, maneuvers and stuff. That's because those people took, like, at least two to three months to practice it. Yeah. And it's like, why do you not do that for martial arts-based movies? Well, and here's the thing. I feel like they may do that, but uh, here's the problem, and this is something I've learned listening to uh, uh, 8711. It's, it's the studio that uh, that's that's uh, co-founded by Chad Stahelski and David Leach, the guys who did John Wick, is that um, a lot of these movies don't put a lot of time into prep. Like, again, like they'll even like have people train, but they won't bring a camera person that no they won't bring a camera person like there until like the day of shooting and, and so the camera person hasn't seen an ounce of what they're going to be shooting so they just like oh i'll figure it out on the day of it's like no we we literally have our camera guys shooting our fights bef- months bef- months before we actually film it so that when we get on set they know what to do like we they know how they know what they're shooting like like move for move there's a there's a great episode of commentary on the Breaking Bad podcast, and uh, there's these characters, these actors who come on the show and they're talking about it was like you know like Better Call Saul season one. There was this couple that was embezzling money from a company, and they had such great chemistry that they wrote them into more episodes. And the actress that played the wife was talking about is like, yeah, me and this uh, random stranger found out we're going to be playing husband and wife. And she's like, we decided for three weeks to act like a married couple. I would go to his house, cook him dinner, and, you know, they would be platonic around each other. But they they they, they wanted to get comfortable around each other to act like an on-screen couple. 
So then when they screamed together, they nailed it 100%. They felt like this awkward, fun couple that they were looking for. Yep, again. And like you said, it was 100% because of prep. Prep and just knowing where the money is. And um, and again, when it comes, and prep when it comes to acting is one thing. Prep when it comes to action is a whole other beast. So, and I, I, this movie just feels like there's just a, there's a, there was either, a, I feel like there was either a lack of prep in training these actors to where you feel like you have to cut around all of their, uh, their shortcomings because most of them aren't martial artists or you did not prep the camera people to shoot these fight scenes and they just kind of shot like just general coverage and then had to just kind of cut around what looked good and what looked bad. You and know, so it's it, what it we got. I wonder why, why don't companies, when they're shooting movies or something, why not do a hell week? Why not do like what they do for basketball, for you know, for football, and all these things where, you know, like they go through a, a camp or something. You because know? Like, all right, get our cameramen, get our stars, get everyone, and we're just gonna go ham. We're gonna be, be in the trenches together for hours until we all. Because, because unfortunately most directors and this is what I hear from you know these guys is that like most directors aren't well versed in action or filming action and so they right. and so they're just told oh we'll get a oh we'll get a second unit action person to take care of it don't even worry about it you know what I mean right and so they're very like almost detached from the action in terms of like even filming it and they'll film it but they're because and it's and in Hong Kong, they do it a bit differently, where they just have two separate directors, where they just have whoever shoots the action is, is a different person than the person that shoots all the drama stuff, which is why, it, you know, at the very least, you're just like, well, yeah, let the person that knows how to shoot the action shoot the action if you're going to have to do it that way. Yeah, it, it, it's fine to have a specialist. Like you said, I would, I would 100% be a director, be like, directed by, and then underneath, directed action sequences by, you know, whoever, you know? But again, yeah, it, it, but again, fights fight scenes action that's also storytelling and i feel like a lot of people don't think or don't think that or don't feel that's the case they think like the like the story stops when the fight scene happens or the story stops when the action sequence happens and no you should be telling a story through that action through that fighting like there should be a story being told there's like there are like there was a full story being told every time rocky fights like like there's like oh, a, absolutely like I, I, the one that immediately comes to mind is when kingpin puts his jacket over a dude's head and just beats it over and over and over again that was just screaming with so much anger and emotion that he was feeling in that scene yeah or again you know the one hallway or, or you know the hallway for the special hallway fight with daredevil or the long hallway fight and uh an old boy they moved this like they were cool with the story moved forward with it like the movie just didn't stop to say hey this looks cool all right back yeah. all right back to the movie <laughs> you know what i mean because otherwise, don't have it in there. Like, if your fight scene stops a movie, you're doing something wrong. Like, it should take it forward. Like, it should, like, you know, like, show, tell you something about these characters or something. Or or give you something. But, yeah, this, uh, it's just, uh, it, it just fell short. Again, this is this guy's first film. And he was given $55 million. Um, John Wick was made for, like, 20 and I think John Wick 3 was made for, like, I think 50, 55. But again, those guys are all stuntmen, and Chad is like, I put everything into prep, everything into prep. Like, you know, we're training for three, four months. I, I Like, I have the camera people in there two months before we shoot, shooting these fight scenes before we shoot them in reality so that when they do it, like, they know these fight scenes as well as the people in the fight scenes. You know what I mean? Like, And so by the time you right. get there... All that prep pays off on the back end. Like he says, he puts all his money, all his money into prep. So, in less time, 
Like he like he shot John Wick three and and about and and less time and less time than John Wick one, even though it has far bigger action. It has motorcycle fights with swords. It has you know dogs, multiple locations, multiple locations, locations multiple yeah. locations, dogs, all this phenomenal action. Somehow he shot somehow he shot more with less time, because of prep. But again, that just comes from, you know, that guy being a stuntman and knowing that like in order to get this, you need to prep right. And again, like I, there are there are those directors that never shoot like martial arts, but are good at action. Like I see like Spielberg, like Spielberg is an amazing like action director when you watch like like the Indiana Jones stuff. It's great. Or you look at Michael Bay, who who like who, even though he does cut rapidly, he has an energy to his films that a lot of people can't seem to match. They like they know they know how to rapidly cut, but they don't know how, how to match the energy that he has in his movies that make you go like, what? It's, what is it about this scene that has energy, even though I shot it the exact same way? Like there is a craft to it, and so yeah, this movie just and again I'm I can fault him for being a new guy. I would say if you're gonna like give a big temple franchise to somebody, I would say at least let them be proven to be able to shoot action, at the very least. But I don't know, man. I could go on this thing. I could go on a rant for hours about it, but uh, I feel like we're gonna just kind of cut it off here. So if you got anything else to say, I'm gonna end it right here. Sound good? That's it. All right. Thank you, sir. So thank you for joining us at First Glance. You can find us on Podbean and you can listen to us on the iTunes podcast app. Uh, Until next time, I am your host, Jeremy McKinley. And I'm Russell Andrade. And thank you for joining us.